Hi, this is Kat. I'm in the studio with David and Jeff. And uh, today we're going to talk about a few different things, but I'm going to start by reading Colossians 3, 2, and then a different one in Colossians 3. Colossians 3, 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of a Messiah rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the peace of the Messiah rule in your hearts. Nice. Nice. Set your thing, set your mind on things above. I want to read you that same verse out of the Passion Translation. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Oh, that's good. Wow. Read that one more time. Okay. Okay, so this is Colossians 3.2 in the Passion Translation. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. I think a lot of people right now are feasting and having a buffet of distractions of this, like, just worldly stuff. Absolutely. I, and I'm, I'll even say it's hard. It's hard not to be captured and have your focus pulled back into the natural realm right now. There's yeah. just so many things from so many different directions and so many critical – I mean, everything's urgent right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and everyone's divided with how they see what what's urgent right exactly. now. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, I, it, there is a lot – I call that noise. There's mm-hmm. a lot of noise right now in the natural realm. I'll even go so far as to say there's a lot – going on in the spiritual realm as well. Yes. So I, I kind of think that this ties into what we were talking about last time, right? And that is the resurrection of hope, right? Hope restored. I actually think one of the things, and this ties back into the themes that we've had previously with hope, right? In hope being remembering, Mm-hmm. I think we do need to feast on the treasures, those things, those those things that have been promised, the the truths, the biblical truths that are endowed to every believer. I, I think that that's a start. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's important that we we be able to hear for ourselves what God is speaking mm-hmm. to each one of us, because mm-hmm. He is. Right, we need to we need to tune that in, and I think a lot of times, some people can hear, some people can see, some people can know and sense, but they you can also read scriptures. Scripture is an incredibly powerful way to really be able to grasp your identity. Yeah, when I read the Bible, I really feel like I'm eating. It kind of amazes me because every time I'm like, man, I really do feel like I'm eating you know, spiritually eating. Um, in, uh, in the same book, Colossians, in the beginning of the book in chapter one, 
Paul is talking about uh, hearing about these believers that were there and um, praying for them. And one of his prayers, he said, was uh, they haven't stopped praying for them. And he was asking God, says this is uh, chapter 1, verse 9. I'm going to skip to the second half. Asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that was his prayer of asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will, not all the distractions of worldly stuff. I think there's a key here, and I know we talked about it. There's there's lots of different stories that we can relate back to it, but it, in my mind, it goes back to keeping our focus on Jesus. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're following, if we're obedient, even if we've surrendered our will to him, then I think what we start to do is we start to walk out right the the whole Galatians 2:20 concept if it's no longer I that live but Christ mm-hmm. who lives in me um, and I think that's where you start to find hope. Right, number yes. one, and number two, you start to see those things that are unseen, mm-hmm. right, coming into substance, which is the, ultimately the definition of faith. Yeah, yeah. There's a um, something about setting your mind on things above, as opposed to all the flashy stuff of the world. Which, when it comes down to it, it is not anywhere near as flashy as like the glory of the heavenly realm and the glory of the Messiah and God. It's really just this empty facade of flashiness and intrigue and everything. Um, this is a, a food analogy. A few years ago, I decided to cut sugar out of my diet just for a temporary time, just to sort of like whatever, I can't remember the reason. But um, at first, <clears throat> it, first couple days, it was okay. But then after a while, it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die if I don't have sugar. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, oh. I was – there was a – I was literally suffering because – just because I had a sugar addiction. You know, even though I don't eat a ton of junk food, I still had one. And, uh, and whatever was in me – was just like dying for you know that sugar and uh i don't know if anybody knows what stevia is but i made this little concoction of like coconut flour and stevia and coconut oil and you kind of mush it together and bake it and it's just like this powdery mess but it's sort of almost like a cookie i ate it on my bedroom floor my husband was out of town and i was sitting on the bedroom floor trying to eat this and it was like i was like a junkie (laughs) like but i think that's (laughs) I think that somehow, sometimes when you're trying to like be, you know, you're trying to do it with your own uh, whatever, like I'm going to be spiritual and yeah. I'm going to set my mind on things above and yeah. read the Bible and I'm going to pray and, you know, that there's this like, oh, but this just happened in politics. Oh, but this just happened in mm-hmm. election or this just happened in regulations about coronavirus or, you know, that's all of a sudden you can be like, wait, you know. You can just get distracted and be like, I have to know about this or I'm going to die. If I don't know about this, I'll be ignorant and ineffective in the kingdom of God. 
I have to know the earthly stuff, but really it's a, it's a mm. lie. It's not true. You know, right. I want to say it was, it was in the end of the fall in 2019 where God said to me, he wanted me to pay attention to what I let in. Mm-hmm. What I was watching, what I was eating, what I was reading, what I was, anything that was coming into me. He wanted me to pay attention to it. And I thought, oh, that was that's particular. But it it really helped me because I it it caused me to stop and think about what what was I focused on? Where was where mm-hmm. was I mm-hmm. where where was my attention placed? Yes. What was I being conscious about? Um and it changed my consciousness from that of the world and I started to put it more towards him. Mm-hmm. Then I want to say in in the beginning of 2020, he he further said to me, now I want you to pay attention to what you put out. Right? It wasn't just what I was putting in, but now what was putting out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a lot easier for me to deal with what was coming in than what was coming out because I found what was coming out was, yeah, n- probably shouldn't have been coming out. Right, so I needed to work on a lot of stuff yeah. with what was coming out of me. Still do, by the way. Mm-hmm. Still praying for mercy on that and thanking mm-hmm. Him for it uh, multiple times a day. I, I I think in 2020 I've never repented as much as I did mm-hmm. because I found all the stuff that was coming out of me. I'd want to get it and bring it back and say, no, I didn't want that to come out and didn't want that to come out. Anyways, the point is back to what we're talking about, and that is. Right, feasting on the treasures of the heavenly realm and filling our thoughts with heavenly realities, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Yeah, I think that's we really need to pay attention to what we're paying attention to. Exactly. Think about what we're thinking about. Even pay attention to what we're speaking. Yes. So, if someone came to you and said. yeah, I really want to follow this scripture and set my mind on things that are above. How do I do that? What would you tell them? I mean, I'm just going to set my mind on, but I don't know what heaven looks like. I don't know what all of that's like. What 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 do I look for here? What what am I setting my heart and mind on? I would. I would start with, for me, identity. I would start with my identity, and I would start with the identity uh, or character of God. So that's where I would start, and I would start in scriptures. I would start to understand what I was thinking about, right? what I thought of myself, and also what I thought about God. So let me give you an example. If I felt bad about myself or I felt distant about God, just as an example, then that's probably what I would be acting out of my belief system. So ultimately what I would need to do is write my belief system about myself and about him. I think that's step one. I think step two then is to start looking, and I'm back in scriptures again, looking for promises. So it, it, just as an example here in this case, I, you know what? 
Um, scripture says that I am the righteousness of Christ. Okay? So do I believe that? I'll be honest with you, not all the time, because there are times that I do and say things and I kind of don't feel good about that, right? I, I wish those words didn't come out. But I need to go back to the promise that I'm the righteousness in Christ. I would do that by spending more time with him. I think, and this kind of goes back to all the way back to Moses, right? Moses spent so much time with God that when he came down off the mountain, he had to wear a veil because his face was shining, right? So I think the more time we spend in, in the Bible, the more time we spend in prayer, the more time we spend in worship, the more time we spend even meditating on him and who he is, mm-hmm. I think it starts to produce more of his likeness in us. And ultimately, that's going to help the final step which ultimately comes down to my surrender of what my will is to his will, and then we can start to walk that out. The problem is I've noticed, I mean, I've known people, including myself, who got more into the Word, spent more time praying, um, and became more of a Pharisee instead of yeah. spiritual, <laughs> you know? Um True. And became judgmental and harsh and et cetera, et cetera. True. So, you know, I think a lot of these things that we do, a lot of times we 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 do it in our own strength and in our own power. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of times we forget that to, to set our mind on things that are above is to set our mind on where God dwells. And when he says above, he uses that in the context of heaven. But also we have to realize that heaven is in us. Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. He says we will come and make our abode in you. So there is that thought. I think one of the things that it really helps us to become aware of God in the heavenlies or anywhere else is to learn to be consciously aware of his immediate presence within us because he walked into our hearts he walked into our lives one day never to leave Mm -hmm. and i think that's too where we connect with the peace part of it um that did you read that you read that already didn't you yeah you did in the beginning yes let the peace of the messiah Uh rule in your hearts so even even to allow that peace you know you can try and you can try and stimulate that or make it happen um but in reality, it's impossible. Even Satan doesn't know what peace is. It's the one thing in all of that realm that can't be counterfeited, if you think about it. How do you counterfeit something you don't know anything about? Because Satan doesn't understand peace or no peace. So that umpire, that peace in the heart, so there's, there's two factors here. It's learning to be consciously aware of of. God living in us, that he's here in us, um, and that, that, that he's also in heaven. Uh, Jesus is in heaven interceding for me, bringing me always before the Father. I mean, I'm, I'm, these are kind of thought processes that I, like you said, and I like the one word there was to meditate. And I think we, we often miss the meditation part of it. 
you know, read, pray, etc. But do we meditate and allow our imagination to go into the scriptures and to see the fullness mm-hmm. and the beauty and the picture that we have there? So that if I walk if if I walk into the heavenlies, I'm walking into the presence of God. I'm walking into his sweetness. I'm meditating on on the beauty, the attributes of God. Um and that's setting my mind in heavenly places. At the same time, he's, he talks about the peace. He is in the Amplified. He says, and in any of the questions that you have, let it be the rule of the umpire in your heart and life. And it's such a good thing because learning that peace in your heart, and I'll let you guys explain that instead of me, uh, that peace that's in your heart, what does that feel like? What does that look like to you guys whenever you're using it to judge something, a question that you have, or a decision that you're making? How do we let... How do you rule? know what that piece is? What, what is it? What's that? What is it like? Mm. For me, wow, it's really hard to describe. I know it when it's there, and I know it when it's not there. Okay, is it like a mushy feeling? Is it like it's a- not mushy? It's it's uh, it's definitely transcendent. It's where even though there might be like whatever messiness, it's almost like a feeling of rising above some sort of messiness. Okay. That's how it kind of feels in my... Is serenity a good word? Yeah. It's it's like... It's it's really believing with all my heart the promises, like the end of the story, the promises of God that no matter what... Uh, or But, I mean, if you're talking about... Um, well, anyway, no matter what, you know, the end is going to be glorious. Okay, so for me, when I'm thinking about peace, I'm paying attention to multiple factors. So the first factor that I would go for is my mind. Is my mind, when, when my mind is at peace, it's clear. My mind is clear. I'm focused. Um, I, I have perspective where I can step back and I can, I can see more than just what's right in front of me. Yeah. Um, I also, when I go into my heart with peace, peace for me is it, is it, is it almost an absolute, it's an assurance, um, where I'm not anxious i'm not worried i'm not um i guess what i'm doing is i'm using a lot of words that i'm not to define what peace is aren't mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. right but um what else so i also can find that um m- my peace levels are are it's not a consistent thing for me it goes back to what we were just talking about, actually. Right? What am I focused on? I can be in a place where I'm, I'm kind of 
I'm established maybe is a good word, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm established, I'm steady. And then if something happens and it starts to fluctuate my peace, I kind of need to kind of reset and return back to that, to that state. Um, it's diff- it, what makes it difficult for me to explain is um, I feel like I walk in peace quite often it's actually what my name means, God's mm-hmm. peace. Um, so I can tell more when I'm not in peace than I when I am in peace, which, which I'm so grateful that I can even say those words. Yeah. Right? So I know that not everyone can relate to that, but um, for me, I'm definitely more aware when it's when it's absent. Kind of present is is a is like the baseline for me. So it's easier for me to define it by knots. Mm -hmm. The one thing I want to add to this is I do believe that Satan has been, and the enemy has been trying desperately to counterfeit peace and hasn't really succeeded because he can't to Mm -hmm. what you said, but he is certainly capable of producing what I would call numb. Yeah. Yeah. So the difference for me between being numb and being at peace Mm -hmm. is I'm still engaged. I still have a will. I still have emotions and feelings about it. But my feelings have 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 a baseline. It's not that they're gone. And for me, I'm just thinking about numbness tends to be the absence of my feelings and the silencing of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And to me, that gets into becoming sedated. And that is the exact opposite of what God's asking for from us. He wants us awake and alert and attentive and ready, not sedated. Yeah, and I think sedated and seduced and deceived all fit into the same category. Um, so let's let's give a definition to peace. Peace is not the absence of conflict, because a lot of people think in the world that if we're not at war, we're at peace. Well, in a context outside of ourselves, yes. But what is the kind of peace that Jesus is talking about and the same kind of peace that Colossians is talking about? It's a super... It's a supernatural rest in the midst of conflict. A supernatural rest. So if we look at that and break it down, then the 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 feeling or the sensation or the or whatever it is with peace is is a feeling of rest. So that I make a decision, I feel rested inside. I don't feel conflicted inside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I'm not. I'm yeah. not. Going inside, I'm not going back and forth. Well, should I, should I, you know, if you're doing that, you just need to stop and say, I ain't doing anything yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Until I reach a place where I have that, I'm not conflicted about it. Mm-hmm. And then that's a rest. It's a resting place. And we can be assured, I believe, that any time we make a decision in that resting place, it's God. It's that beautiful umpire. And I wonder if sometimes, uh, if you have a still this conflicted feeling, 
if it's say it's a you know a decision about something you believe for instance uh or whether to believe something you read in the bible or not um sometimes i think it's just a crucifying of your own will or your own flesh and then it brings you into that place of peace mm-hmm. of submitting your your will to messiah's will yeah and i think sometimes we can get very much like if we're in, involved in some emotional decision with relationships, you know, that that it can be very clouded. And that's where I think you need to kind of go outside and say, hey, uh, Jeff, would you would you ask God about a certain thing? And and I, when I do that, I don't even tell him what it is. I just say, could you hear what God's saying about this? Mm-hmm. Yes or no, or whatever it may be. We're created to be interdependent with each other. Yeah. And yeah. interdependent with God. That, that's the way we were formed. So it's good that we're one body and we support one another. That's what the uh, second half of Colossians 3.15 says. It says, Let the peace of Messiah rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Yeah, that's And good. be thankful. Mm-hmm. Be thankful that we were called to peace as members of one body. Yeah. Let's pray for... Let's pray for everyone. Okay. Let's pray this into existence. Let's decree it. God, number one, we submit to your rule in our hearts. We love you. We believe you and we trust you. We love you. We believe you and we trust you. Let your will be done in our lives, here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, bless those today who are listening um, at any point in time of this uh, podcast. Bless them that the, the eyes of their hearts or the eyes of their imagination, their understanding would be enlightened. And, Lord, they would have a revelation and understanding of what it is to dwell and live in your presence, to experience your peace, and to allow that to be an umpire in every part of their lives. Lord, release that, I pray, powerfully over those today who are saying, I- I'm not sure, I don't understand. Oh. Let there be such a clearness and a beauty of your presence and power to envelop and enclose them and, and bring light and understanding and peace. Holy Spirit, I pray that as we patiently, expectantly, with anticipation, wait on you, our great hope, that you endow us, that you enable us to to keep our gaze fixed on you, to keep our gaze fixed on heavenly things, on you and on your character. I pray that you enable us, that you you pour out on us energy 
strength, power, so that we can be filled with great hope, so that when our desire comes, we are filled to overflowing with joy. Amen. Amen. David, Kat, and I sure would appreciate your feedback. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please click like or rate us with five stars. Be sure to leave us a comment. If you've not already subscribed, please do that and make sure you turn alerts on. That way you'll automatically know when we post our next installment. You have our permission to share this podcast. If you have questions or have a a story you'd like to share, you can email us at fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com.